I'm sitting down with Charlie Hall, who is a senior here at Northwestern, about to graduate. Uh, could you say hi to everyone, Charlie? Hello, hello, everybody. How are we doing? How are you doing today, Charlie? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I, uh, Dilla Day was yesterday, so I'm just recovering. Slept in today, but I'm doing good. Doing real good. Yeah, and happy belated birthday. Your birthday was a few days ago. Thank you. Yes, it was. 22. 22. Wow. Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? I feel good. I don't really feel it. 22 is like not really a, <clears throat> you know, a big birthday in terms of milestones because it's right after 21, so it kind of falls by the wayside, but I feel good. I feel nice. That's good. Yeah, my birthday was last week. I turned 20. So. There you go. Oh, close. We were getting I know. There. But 20 is still big because it's your first It is. It, was, uh, it, doesn't, it feels weird to not say I'm a teenager anymore. Yeah, for sure. Which is crazy. Yes, but thank you for sitting down with me to um, join in this podcast. So just tell everyone a bit about yourself. Um, a bit about me. All right. Well, well, I can start with the basics. I'm from LA. I go to Northwestern uh, and I'm 22 years old, newly 22 years old. Uh, and I'd say my two, in terms of interests and hobbies, my two main um, interests and hobbies are basketball and film. And that's acting and writing and then anything to do with basketball. Uh, playing, I was on the team here for four years and also uh, watching and listening to sports talk radio and et cetera, et cetera. Big sports guy, especially basketball. So those would be my two go-tos. Dope. And we'll talk about uh, acting in a bit, but how did you get into basketball? Um, I was immediately drawn to basketball as like a kid before I could even talk and before I even remember it. Like there's videos of me um, as a kid on like a, there's like a little tykes hoop, you know, that's like as high as my head when I'm sitting down and I'm just dunking it and the ball's rolling back to me and I'm dunking it again. I'm doing the video is like two and a half hours long. <laughs> so, and my first word was ball too. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I kind of just gravitated to it um, really early on and, but my interest grew and grew over the years. You know, I'm, I'm lucky I'm tall, which helps. Um, How tall are you? I'm six, almost six, six, about six, five and a half. Wow. Um, which and yeah, your dad which, is super tall, right? Yeah, my dad's like yeah. almost six four. So, and my brother's tall too. He's like six two. Um, but my mom's tiny. She's like five two. So, <laughs> I'm lucky I got the tall genes. Um, but yeah, my interests kind of continually grew, and it was it's been an amazing you know vehicle to meet all sorts of new people and also you know pursue athletics and have fun. So. Awesome. And how did you get into, even though I may know the answer, but how did you get into acting and film? Sure. Uh, again, sort of a, I was, I, I liked it from the beginning. I mean, both my parents are in the industry. My mom's an actress and my dad is a writer and an actor. Um, so I was definitely around it and I was on sets as a kid a lot. Um, but I would honestly say probably my interest started with my brother because my brother uh, m my interest mainly falls with comedy and my brother uh, would always make me laugh and also had uh, an, an interest in comedies when, as we were growing up and so he showed me movies like Happy Gilmore and Anchorman and stuff like that and I just like fell in love with them and he was actually a film major too at, uh, at Wesleyan um, and so I was just kind of drawn to that and I really like making people laugh and I, li and I love telling stories um, and just engaging people so that it worked for me. It was beautiful. You said you love telling stories. Uh, do you want to tell a story? Or uh, I guess just say which of the many stories you've heard in your life, which one's your favorite? Sure. I, I won't attempt to tell a story <laughs> because I'm, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But I will, I will say 
in terms of my favorite stories or my favorite storytellers, if I can pivot. Oh yeah, of, definitely. Uh, would be this is sort of a strange answer because he doesn't actually like, t- tell stories, but the comedian Norm Macdonald, mm-hmm. he does um, long form jokes basically that are stories, and his his cadence, um, the way he he almost does like anti jokes kind of. Um, uh, in that really long build-up and kind of a really quick, snappy ending that isn't quite satisfying, but at the same time, it kind of is, you know? Um, it's sort of a confusing way to say it. But uh, And he... The, the way he sort of engages the audience, even though the stories themselves aren't, like, uniquely interesting or uh, captivating, is really incredible. So if you have, if you have never heard a Norm MacDonald long joke... Definitely look it up. They're, they're, they're something. I'll have to. I've never yeah. heard of them before this moment. Uh, so do you see yourself uh, either acting or writing or directing in the future? Yeah. Playing basketball yeah. as you get older and age? Yeah. I, hopefully I want, I want to kind of merge the, the two. Maybe not playing, but I, but my, my interest in sports and film, I think, are, are can serve one another kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sports comedy is kind of what I want to go into as well as acting and writing and beyond like just the you know subset of sports but uh, I would love to I mean I would love to play basketball after college but I've had multiple injuries and it's, it would just be really hard to like find that opportunity so instead I'm going to sort of pivot to sports comedy and keep playing basketball for sure every day always but um, hopefully maintain kind of both in yeah. my career. That's awesome. So you are into writing, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that you're currently working on a project. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell everyone what that project is? Sure, yeah. Um, so I'm working on a web series um, right now called Sorry Charlie, and Nolan was actually an extra in it. Uh, Who was? <laughs> and uh, with my f- uh, friend Jack Price, who's uh, directing it with me, and he's he produced it, and we uh, wrote it with along with Henry Bach. Um, and it's basically about a person named Charlie who is based off of me, although a, a quite exaggerated version of, of myself. And uh, he gets um, broken up, and I'm played by me, and he gets broken up with in the first episode. And in getting broke, in the process of getting broke up, broken up with, he's given uh, a list by his girlfriend of things that he's sort of bad at. Uh-huh. And... Uh, and he each episode he approaches or tries to fix one of those things. How many episodes are in there? This there season? are four, and four. We, we're actually done shooting now, so we're in post production. So hopefully, hopefully you guys will get to see it soon. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, everyone, um, tune in for that. Which sure. I'm sure Charlie will post information about it once it's available. One of the biggest questions that I have for you is, you know, your parents, your mom especially, mm-hmm. very well known huge actress uh, actress in the industry and um how are you kind of separating yourself from you know the title of julie louis dreyfus's son and making your own charlie hall brand sure um well i think that's a good question i mean i think that what the one thing is i'm not totally like worried about that sort of separation you know because Mm -hmm. my mom has had such uh an incredible career and has been in the public eye in a way that very few people achieve and she's been incredibly lucky in that um way and so i don't really feel the need the need to um separate myself from her because i'm so you know proud of her and what she's accomplished Mm -hmm. and uh and that's not 
you know, being Julie Dreyfus' son isn't has never been to me like a thing that I shy away from. Right. I'm not. It's not not that I'm like boasting about it or like you know promoting that, but it's just it is what it is, kind of. Mm-hmm. But for sure, I mean, I definitely do want to you know carve my own path. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the things that will help me do that and that I strive to do are one. I think our styles are different. Um, especially with my interest in sports and hopefully merging those, um, that will kind of, you know, uh, separate me hopefully. And, and that, that sort of, yeah. So I'd I'd say subject and, and I'd say like comedic, um, I, I sort of, I've, you know, I've grown up like, do you know Kyle Mooney? Uh, no. Is he an actor? He's, he's an actor. He's in, he's on SNL now. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of his SNL stuff, but um, he has a, this YouTube thing called Good Neighbor Stuff, or mm-hmm. Good Neighbor. Um, and that's sort of like a, a lot where a lot of my comedy inspiration comes in that it's sort of this sort of uh, awkward brand of comedy. Yeah. And that's not really a comedy that my mom engages in much. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'm sure if she did, she'd um, you know, be terrific at it. But it hasn't been so far in her career kind of what she's tackled. And same with my dad. Um, so in that way, I feel like I'm sort of going a, a different direction comedically. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're able to use, I guess, the skills that you've grown up with just watching them mm-hmm, do their sure. things, you know, to be able to do yours and, you know, set your own path. You're on an episode of V. Yeah. Yeah, how yeah. was that? It was, great. it was super fun. Uh, I'm on uh, episode two of this final season, which... Yeah. I watched it. It was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, it's yeah. really <laughs> funny. Uh, it, I was super happy to be on it. I mean, it's a small moment, but, it, you know, it's great to get the experience and also you know I've they, they were shooting that show for a really long time and mm-hmm. I've gotten to know everybody um on in the cast and on set and the crew and etc so to engage with them in a work environment as well it was was great because they're all so friendly and um positive and so that it was really really fun and an awesome experience for That's sure amazing. yeah just watching the show from you know a viewer standpoint i can see how close everyone is. for sure you know being a theater performer and after working on my show uh with so many people for like two months yeah. i can even imagine what working with each other for close to 10 years yeah. can do it's it's insane. wild yeah it's yeah. quite the, you get quite the bond i mean it's similar to you know a team too yeah it's like a very similar team exactly yeah Exactly. Yeah, are you, I'm sure you will, but will you really miss all the team members? After oh, yeah. I mean, that's graduate? for sure. I mean, I'm about to, like, be, um, you know, for the first time I'm, like, not on a team because mm-hmm. I've been on teams since I was really seriously, like, four or five years old. Um, so I'll definitely miss that uh, sort of uh, constant in my life for yeah. sure. So when did, uh, you probably don't know the answer to this, but how old were you when you realized... Yeah, my parents are actually, like, pretty cool. Like, people know who they are. Yeah. I, so, it's funny because when I was really young, um, I, you know, my mom would get, when we were out on the street and stuff, so we would get asked for autographs and stuff. And I, I, being like a kid and sort of near the center of your own universe, I thought that all moms did, did that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, when I was a kid, and I thought that they were they were signing autographs and taking photos like for being moms (laughs) so and so then and then i was i was out i was with one of my friends which makes sense right yeah Yeah. when you're a kid you know you know um because that's all you know that's all your that's just that was she was just my mom you know i probably didn't even know what she did at that point um but then i was out i don't know what grade i was in but i was out with my friend and his mom young elementary school no more than like second grade 
if that. Uh, uh, and she wasn't taking photos or signing autographs. And I was like, why, you know, isn't your mom like what, what the, and then he, he was like, that doesn't happen to my mom. And then I sort of started to piece it together. Um, and then I think, I don't remember the conversation super well, but I actually think I did ask my mom. I was like, why does that happen? And then she told me, you know, oh, it's because I'm on TV and et cetera. Um, and it's sort of, I was like, oh, okay, I see now. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was a moment for me. So I sort of remember that. I mean, I don't remember exactly how old I was. It was super young, obviously. But yeah. Oh, that must have been, I guess, a cool conversation. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, realizing that your parents have superpowers or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know in your show, you said that your character is given a list by his ex-girlfriend about things about him that he should change. Do you ever feel like... I'll wake up this morning, write down all the things I wish were different in my life, and then try to change it. Oh, for sure. That, that's sort of like the, honestly, like how we, I came to this idea um, of the, the, the list. Mm-hmm. It, it started as one of the things that, it's an exaggerated version, but like I'm really not great with like confrontation of yeah. any sort. Uh, small and big like small like a waiter bringing me the wrong order like I'll never tell the waiter that he got it wrong or yeah. she got it wrong um, I'll just like eat the food and say thank you uh, <laughs> and, and, and big too you know like talking to uh, ad- adults that are in a position of you know uh, authority and like expressing my opinion etc just like confrontation is something and that's something we t- talk about in the web series a lot um, and so that was big for me so I, d- I definitely do uh do that for sure take a sort of tally of things i've never i've never thought about like actually writing a, a list but i've mm-hmm. always had you know i have it's these ideas mental, yeah. yeah yeah it's a wonderful premise thank you I, I, thank you i cannot wait to watch it thank you. and i know so i've got to see you play in some games before yeah. and um when i go to the games and if you're not playing you are on the side cheering on everybody. It's like you're the hype man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in your um, basketball career, was that something that you, uh, a role that you kind of took on by yourself, or was everyone like, yeah, let's have Charlie, you know, cheer us on? For sure. Um, and I guess, are you the hype man in other areas of other people's lives, not just with basketball? For sure. I, I, so being the hype man was super fun. Yeah. Uh, but it was new, or at least my freshman year it was new. I sort of, you know, because I was always one of the be- better players on my club teams and my high school teams, and so I d- well, didn't spend much time on the bench, and I wasn't able to do that. I mean, I was always, you know, positive and supportive to my teammates on the court and stuff like that, but I, I wasn't, that wasn't my role or my chief role. Yeah. And then in coming to Northwestern, I sort of had to choose between um, school you know a power conference school like Northwestern where I knew I probably wouldn't get the chance to like be one of the key guys on the court or go to like a lower level D1 where I would get that opportunity to play and so I chose Northwestern and then I knew I would have to carve out some sort of role where I felt like I was helping you Mm -hmm. know Uh, and the one thing that you can kind of always control is your energy yeah Uh, so like no matter what it doesn't matter if I'm less skilled than the guys on the court you know as long as I'm Mm -hmm. like yelling for them um and so that was i sort of i would say i carved that role out for my for myself but it did take me it took me a little bit because i um i would say in the first year i I was a little more just because i was new to college basketball and that culture it took me a little bit and then by my second year and with the addition of tino uh 
I really like grew into that role and started to love it. And then your follow up of in other sects of life, I'd say like whenever I'm on any type of uh, team, uh, especially when the thing is competitive, like no matter what it is, if I'm like playing video games or whatever, mm-hmm. like it, that brings out my hype man side yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm a super competitive fun person. <clears throat> uh, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm not like crazy, but but I love yeah. I love to you know compete, <clears throat> uh, and so I definitely try to be that hype man like whenever I can be for sure. Yeah, there was something you said um, about you know coming to Northwestern, a powerhouse school like this. You knew that you wouldn't be you know the one in the front all the time. Right. Uh, do you know the show Chorus Line? No. So it's a musical uh, that came out in the '70s. We just did it this year, and it's about a group of Broadway performers, people aspiring to be on Broadway, auditioning for the show, but they're not auditioning to be the lead. They know that they will be in the chorus line, backing up the star, Mm -hmm. and um, not getting in the spotlight. And that, you know, I commend you for thinking that way, for not... Thank you. uh, Of course, uh, for not shying away from Northwestern because you wouldn't be, you know, the one, you know, talked about all the time uh, versus going to a you know, a school that doesn't have as great of a basketball team, but you'd be, you know, the one talked right. about all the time. So what do you do when you're not on the court, when you're not in front or behind a camera? Um, you know, when Charlie is just Charlie, what does that look like? Sure. Um, definitely with friends, I'd say 90% of the time, really social. I don't love being alone. I mean, I like alone time to an extent, but I, I like being around um people so whether I'm like I like doing stuff you know so I like going to going to breakfast or going to lunch or going to dinner with with the guys or you know uh, just hanging out in general uh, I, I'd say I like playing video games a decent amount honestly especially if I'm playing with somebody uh, and then other than that I'm constantly watching movies and TV like all the time I watch yeah. multiple movies a week what do you typically movies. watch uh, it's always different because sometimes I, I, I'm a guilty pleasure kind of guy. You know, I, I really love the critically acclaimed movies and movies with all these big actors, but I also love cheap, you know, rom-coms Rom-com, and yeah. all that stuff. I think they're super fun. Yeah. Uh, you seem like a, a rom-com guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, for sure. And, um. So it's about, it's like split half and half. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, what, what, because I watch them so much, it kind of like spans everything. I kind of end up watching a lot of different stuff. Recently, I've been re-watching a lot of Marvel movies just because, you know, Endgame yeah. recently came out and stuff. Insane, but, right? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. I, I, saw, I saw it twice. I loved it a lot more the second time, actually, interestingly. Um, but Yeah, you saw it the first night I was in Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I liked it a lot, but I was like, I don't know, I wasn't in the right mindset, I feel like, because the first half was like a little boring to me almost, even though I still really liked it. And then the second time I saw it, I was like locked in the whole time, which was yeah. kind of interesting, but yeah. Yeah, did you, were you a Marvel guy growing up? Did you love superheroes? L- yeah, I loved superheroes. I got into the, yeah, sure, I, Marvel, I was kind of a Batman guy, never a big Superman guy, I never really liked mm-hmm. Superman. Uh, but I was He's just too powerful. Yeah, I don't everyone. understand it. Yeah. It's just like kind of like the, if there's no kryptonite, it's like there's no. Then, it's then, like yeah, done. then he's fine. Uh, so I never was really. Um, but yeah, I was a huge Marvel guy, and my dad used to get me those comics. Um, 
all the time when I was a kid and middle school and stuff. So yeah, for sure, love superheroes. Yeah. Plus, I've seen you play spike ball on the beach. Yeah, you're a spike ball guy. Yeah. There we go. Absolutely. It's like yeah. the best game ever. Yeah, I'll have to play and beat you sometime. There you go. Love it. Yeah. Love the challenge. Uh, so we are at Northwestern University, which is um, a very great school. Top ten this year, even. And oh, we cracked the top ten this year. We did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think we're number okay. ten. Nice. So it's, it's a great school, and. Um, I'm sure a lot of people feel... Do you know what the imposter syndrome is? No. It's uh, when you feel like you don't belong with anyone else around you. Because you feel that, you know, they're better than you. Or, you know, that somebody made the wrong choice in letting you. Because you feel like an imposter. Um, Which is something that I felt, you know, in my two years here so far. That many theater majors especially because they think they're good and then they hear everyone else and they're like oh no they're good but they don't realize that everyone else is feeling the same way uh i just want to know if you've ever felt that way in your four years here that you know other people you know are more qualified than you and that you shouldn't be here or at least be in the same program that they're in for sure all the time i'd say initially I felt it, imposter syndrome, you said it's called? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say I definitely felt that uh, initially with basketball because uh, I got here and I wouldn't call it a culture shock, but I but I just, I got here and, you know, it was the first time I hadn't been the best kind of. Yeah. So that was a uh, definitely something I had to <clears throat> uh, deal with and sort of compartmentalize and... And then I would say in RTVF my, uh, film, uh, I everybody is so good, you know, like they're everybody is so funny and talented that kind of everywhere I went, uh, people were doing the same stuff I was doing, but I just felt like they were doing it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then additionally, like a lot of my friends who are not in RTVF are like are engineers or econ majors or, and the, 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 there are all these you know intense or like computer science and they're all these intense majors that just like breed geniuses i feel like you know and like yeah. especially if you're getting into northwestern doing that you know yeah, so i'm well, just I like do i'm not just feel like, like a, a genius right? computer science right now <laughs> um yeah true that's a, that's a bitch of a fucking thing but uh uh so yeah i mean just being surrounded by even outside of my major like all these people that just excel in their field mm-hmm. uh i was like it's definitely a you're shell-shocked for sure exactly and did you have people around you to ground you in that and you know help you remember that you are enough you are here you got in which is the hardest part right Uh, so you just have to you know continue believing that did you have those people i did i mean weirdly enough it was kind of it was the same people that i i sort of felt were more qualified than i was like a lot of it was the team I was super lucky in that the you know all of my teammates made uh, an immediate effort to make me feel uh, included and appreciated and uh, like I was a part of what was happening even though I wasn't on the court and so that's lucky and I you know I can't say that happens for everybody that doesn't play at all, at every you know top power conference university and then all of my yeah I mean all of my friends sort of always have that sort of positive attitude and energy that does make you feel uh, welcome. So I'd say that it was, for, for me, the same people that were kind of causing my insecurities uh, were the same ones helping it too, which is sort of strange, but... Yeah. 
And of your memories in the basketball team, uh, I think I may know what your favorite memory is, but I'm going to ask you what is your favorite memory. Sure, it's got to be making the tournament. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... uh, th- that, yeah, it's got to be making the tournament. I mean, the, the, the moment when they announced that we, had, when they announced our name on the bracket was unbelievably surreal, I think, for mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, one, you know, it's the first time we made a tournament as a uh, university ever. Yeah, ever. Which is crazy. Which, you know, it's awesome to be a part of history You guys will go down like in history. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. And then two, for me, that was a, uh, a dream of mine since I was, you know, six to, to be in the tournament because I watch it every year and to be in March Madness. And then to do it with these guys that we all worked so hard for it and felt that we deserved it. Uh, and with to have that bond and go through that together and watching that at Welsh Rhine Arena... Uh, and having that day sort of we had like a day of almost like celebration it was a media day etc but that was a very exhilarating experience for sure yeah and I was what year were you when that happened I was a sophomore so I was a junior I remember seeing that and reading about it and it shocked me I was I couldn't believe you guys I was super proud uh, just being an Evanston resident you guys really did the city proud not just the school but the city um, so that is my favorite memory of mm-hmm. you know you being on the team too. Uh, so you're a big LeBron fan. Huge. So here's a little fun little game. So what are your your two least favorite teams in the NBA? The Golden State Warriors. Oh, okay. And I, can I say them twice? I, I like I, <laughs> I, I, I like hate Just the them. Warriors. Why? I I, well, one because you know they beat they beat LeBron multiple times, but also I. For me, them, the addition of Kevin Durant uh, to their team sort of like ended parity and, and competition in mm-hmm. basketball, and it just felt like kind of a, a move of like you know cowardice. I, I, I want to say, I mean, I'm using big words here. I don't want the you know Steph Curry to come beat me up, but, <laughs> but uh, and I I just don't I don't know I don't like their attitudes. They just seem they're just very showoffy to me and. And I definitely hold a grudge against them for beating LeBron, but LeBron got them once too, which is great. Uh, so the Warriors, and I guess if I had to choose another team, it might be. See, I would have said the Lakers, but now it's now LeBron's with the Lakers, yeah, so LeBron, LeBron. I, maybe. I don't love John Wall, so maybe the, maybe the Warriors, the, the Wizards. So if LeBron had two options, to play for the Warriors, sure, or to play for the Wizards, yeah. Or retire. Sure. Which team would he choose if he wasn't going to retire, or would he just retire altogether? In reality, I sure hope he'd choose the Wizards or retire. Uh, I don't think he would ever go to the Warriors because yeah. I think that that would just like the, the 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 public outrage would be like insane, and he's already gone through that once with going to the uh, Heat. And then, I, for me personally, I never want to see him retire. So definitely. Wizards, and then mm-hmm. I figure out a way to like them for sure. Yeah. Um, so you are about to leave Northwestern. Did the time fly? A hundred percent time flew. It yeah. was. I mean, feels like yesterday. Even was, this year just flew by. It's like I'm like, at halftime. It's I know. crazy. It's nuts. It's. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. It goes by like so. Fa- it's like it goes by like honestly indescribably fast. Almost. Yes. Yeah. And I still remember 
when I met you. It was like around this time last yeah. year. You're hanging outside Lewis with some basketball mm-hmm. friends. And I'm like, that guy looks familiar. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what did I say? I, I was like, I really like your Instagram stories. They're so funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, it feels like years ago. I know. What's the biggest takeaway, lesson, um, whatever you call it? from your time here that will stick with you? Hmm. Um, I think, uh, I think I have two kind of, one would be not a takeaway. This is sort of a takeaway that I, I is not like entirely Northwestern specific, Mm -hmm. but the, I'd say the importance of surrounding yourself with people that, um, come from different places with different life experiences uh, is like critical and then two I would I would say the biggest takeaway is you really especially at a school like this you really um, get what you work for I'd say like yeah. like hard work the benefits of hard work are incredibly tangible that's great advice, and you know, just seeing everything that you're doing, I'll say you had an amazing career here, Thank you. and I really hope that you're proud of everything that you've done, and that you will do in the future. Thank you. Um, are you planning to move back home after? Yeah, I'll be going to LA after graduation, but I'll, I'll visit. I'll definitely visit. Yeah, you still got friends here. So. Exactly. So you're 22 years old. Sure. So you haven't had a full life yet. There's still so much ahead of you. Yep. If you could, if you had a soundtrack for your life, what would be the number one single from it? Uh, like an existing song or like a song I'm making up right now? Like the name song. of an existing, existing song. Yeah. Okay. Um, oof, man, that is really hard. So, I think that the single on my soundtrack for my life so far would be it, this isn't more vibe than lyric because I think that the, the song itself is about like uh, like not like something to do with like romantic relationships and mm-hmm. like that's not really the point but like the sort of the feel of the song uh, Fidelity by Regina Spector ooh love Regina Spector yeah she's great have you heard The Call no. I think it's one of the only songs that I've cried to just listening really? to. Really? It. It's such a beautiful song. She, she's great. I love her. Yeah. I definitely recommend listening to the call. I, I definitely will. And here's the additional question for you since you're a film guy. If you would categorize your life into a genre, what would that genre be? And if your life was made into a movie, who would play you? Okay. Hmm. I guess the the genre would probably be comedy, although I wouldn't say like it, it wouldn't be like it'd be comedy. Not that my life is funny, but I'd say that my my, my life involves laughter like yeah. enough to make it a comedy, uh, if that makes sense. Like yeah, I'm not totally. you know I'm not like slipping on banana peels every day, <laughs> but I like am laughing a lot. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then who would play me? I sure hope that. This is wishful thinking. I'm not comparing myself to him, but uh, I would love for Andy Samberg to play me. That oh. would be pretty great. That'd be, I, that'd be he, super cool. I, he's yeah. great, and I and I I've. 
Do you watch it for so long? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I do. I don't watch it religiously, but I, I've seen it. I love I love everything. You know, SNL, Lonely Island, uh, Hot Rod, Hot Rod is one of my favorite movies ever. But so his style of comedy is so great, and then at the same time, I actually do think we kind of look se- semi similar. Yeah. Uh, so he would probably be that'd be a good that'd be a good cast if we can get him in the room, get him to read for it. Just because I like where this is going. Do you have a title of that movie if it were to be made mm. with Andy Samberg? Oof. I like short titles. I'm trying to think of a short title. Um, maybe I don't have a I don't have a title off the top of my head, but I'd love to put the word "lucky" in the title mm-hmm. because I, because I feel quite blessed and lucky in the life that I've had. And then I would like to put the word I'd like to put the, uh, I'd like to put the basketball somewhere in the title. It's a lot to put in the title, but I, and I also like to put the word confrontation. Oh and, wow! And, 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 so, so we're lucky getting lucky back. Yeah, confrontation. confrontation. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head, and I would want to keep it short. Um, but the I would say those are like the the three. Yeah, I think that, that that would be. Those words would be somewhere in there. It would be kind of a bad title, maybe, but. It'd be a funny title. I think yeah, it would get yeah, people yeah, to see the movie. Yeah, They're like, yeah. wait, what is the movie even about? Yeah, exactly. Let's just go see exactly. it. Yeah, well, thank you, Charlie, again for sitting down with me, thank taking you. time out of your Sunday to do this. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to myself with Charlie Hall. Charlie, you're going to watch Where's Noah? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, totally. Um, well, I hope everyone has a great day. Be kind. Tell someone how much you love them. And goodbye. See ya.